0: Welcome to to 95 Mac Daily for Monday, January 16th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by Ulysses. Leading off today, as announced by Microsoft last year, Apple is finally bringing dedicated apps for Apple Music and Apple TV to Windows. These applications are now available to download in beta directly from the Microsoft Store. These apps represent a major update compared to the previous experiences for Apple Music and Apple TV on Windows. They've been built with more modern technology so they run faster and use fewer resources than iTunes. And the design language looks quite similar to the versions of the apps that already exist on macOS. The Apple TV application allows users to watch content from TV+, Apple TV channels, and movies and TV shows from the iTunes store. The content can be streamed in 4K HDR when available. This, in particular, is a big change for Apple TV Plus subscribers, who previously had to use the Apple TV website to access their subscription. Meanwhile, the Apple Music application includes all of the features you'd expect, including things like Live Lyrics and Dolby Atmos. These two applications replace iTunes on Windows, so Apple is also introducing another new application for Windows named Apple Devices. This application lets users sync, backup, and restore iOS devices and old iPods using a PC. But Apple is not completely shying away from iTunes, as the company has also said a new version will be released for Windows in the future, with an emphasis on support for audiobooks and podcasts, two things that are otherwise unavailable on Windows. We've got a closer look at these new applications and a link to download them at the link in the show notes below. In other news today, the Apple Card has been available since 2019 and Apple is working with the partner bank Goldman Sachs on the finance side of the product. Goldman Sachs has submitted a new regulatory filing for a group of businesses it calls Platform Solutions that includes data on Apple Card. The filing shows that Goldman Sachs's collection of consumer finance offerings is on track for a loss of $4 billion since 2020 with Apple Card itself accounting for more than $1 billion of that loss. As a refresher, most of the Apple Card experience is handled by Apple itself, but Apple relies on Goldman Sachs for much of the Apple Card's financial backend. This includes things like approvals and denials, credit limits, disputes, credit bureau reporting, and more. Goldman Sachs only recently started pushing into the consumer credit card business in the United States, and its partnership with Apple for the Apple Card is the largest initiative it has taken so far. And apparently, according to this filing, Goldman Sachs is losing quite a bit of money on this partnership. As reported by Bloomberg, these new performance details on Goldman Sachs' consumer finance offerings paint a very grim picture. Again, since 2020, Goldman Sachs' consumer offerings have lost $4 billion, with more than $1 billion of that being due to Apple Card. In just the first nine months of 2022, the businesses, including Apple Card, saw a pre-tax loss of over $1.2 billion, suggesting that things are getting worse, not better. What exactly, if anything, this means for Apple Card remains to be seen. Goldman had hoped to break even on its consumer offerings by 2020, but that's clearly not going to happen. Instead, the company has shifted that timeline to 2025, and it's likely going to have to find other ways to subsidize Apple Card. We are sponsored this week by Ulysses. Ulysses is the ultimate writing app for iPhone, iPad, and Mac, and it just got even better with the addition of projects. Ulysses offers powerful features and a pleasant, focused writing experience combined into one tool, made by people who love to write and write a lot. Ulysses is where I write my 9to5Mac articles and the script for this very podcast. Ulysses recently added a new projects feature that lets you work on larger things such as books, a thesis, or a blog. Projects feature dedicated content and extra sections, and design updates that let you focus on the contents of your writing project to help you stay focused and keep everything organized. Ulysses is the ultimate writing app for iPhone, iPad, and Mac, and you can learn more and get started at the link in the show notes below. Rounding out today, Apple's transition to micro LED display technology is in the early stages, but the company has ambitious plans for the future. Bloomberg reports that Apple's current plan is to bring micro LED to all of its products, but this will take a long time. Especially for the Mac. As a refresher, we've heard quite a bit over the last week about Apple's plans to overhaul the display technology used in its products, and in conjunction with a switch to micro LED, Apple is also planning to start creating its own displays in house, instead of relying solely on outside partners like Samsung and LG. The transition is expected to start with the Apple Watch Ultra in 2024. But unsurprisingly, Apple's plans extend well beyond that. Bloomberg says that Apple eventually hopes to bring microLED to its entire lineup of iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple Watch devices. MicroLED, however, is still such an early and complicated technology that Bloomberg says we're at least a decade away from this happening. Bloomberg says, quote, don't forget how long these transitions can take. The iPhone had OLED screens six years before the iPad is expected to get them. MicroLED offers a range of benefits over mini LED and OLED displays, including improved brightness, more vivid colors, no fear of burn-in, and better viewing angles. And of course, with Apple also transitioning to in-house displays, we're also expecting strong improvements in the integration between the hardware and the software, which could especially lead to improvements in efficiency and battery life. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on Twitter at Chance H. Miller, and be sure to come back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.